Hi everyone, welcome to the Cult I Left Behind podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Briggs, and I'm here to tell you my stories of growing up in the IBLP cult, which you might know from the Duggar family. And I'm your other host, Kyle Briggs. I'm Amanda's husband, and I have not heard most of these stories before, so stay tuned and we'll all get traumatized together. everyone what do you have for us tonight kyle you stole my line <laughs> wasn't ready for this this was this was a game time decision i see that so as you can tell we're mixing it up a little bit i've done the research this week it's been amazing i just got to like i don't know sit around and drink non-alcoholic beer while kyle did all the work mm-hmm. how it was, was amazing that? Is this what you experience every week? Sure. Only with real beer? (laughs) Yes. So what we're doing tonight is the seven basic needs of a husband. I figured Kyle should probably teach me. Now, granted, I did know all of this at one point, but I have trauma blocked it. So now I get to have organic reactions of shock and terror. Yes. I'm so excited. I haven't told you any of these yet, although you read them at one point in life. Are going to be divorced at the end of this? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, So I did pull this out of a wisdom booklet. Are you wise now? Is that IBLP or ATI? ATI? So an ATI wisdom wisdom booklet. Um, But it did have like the the stamp on the side said IBLP. They probably teach it at basic seminars. Yes. Or advanced seminars. Uh, This one was actually pulled from the Institute of Basic Youth Concepts. Conflicts? Conflicts, yes. Oh, so this is like, this goes way back. Yes, this is old school. Oh, he's been talking about this for that long? <laughs> I guess. I was kind of surprised horrible. when I found it. It, it oh, was no. I actually found this on Reddit. Someone okay. found it in their closet or in a box or whatever and was just like, look at this. And I was like, <laughs> perfect. So I've got like an actual photocopied version of the original documentation. Of seven basic needs of a husband. Yep. Next okay. week will be... I'll be teaching you about the seven basic needs of a wife. I look forward to it. Uh, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So. What are you drinking? I've got Jameson and Coke because that's what I had. And we are on the road this week. So if you hear sirens or honking or whatever in the background, it could be you. It could be us. You'll just have to find out. So please forgive us for any background noises this week. And I'm drinking non-alcoholic beer because they actually sell it here. <laughs> non-alcoholic gluten-free beer, which you is like actually kind of hard to find. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's by um, Athletic Brewing Company, and they can't guarantee it's gluten-free, but it has been brewed to remove gluten. Do you know where that's out of? Is that a Colorado beer? You know, I don't know. Or non-alcoholic beer? I don't know, but it's pretty good. Oh, San Diego. Okay. But, um, oh, I have one other announcement Okay. to make. I stand corrected. Uh-oh. No, so, well, you know about this. Um, in the Q&A episode, I said that 10 years was the cutoff for people from my past to come mm. back into my life. Mm-hmm. And that I was done. And what like, happened? Well, <laughs> some... Stuff surfaced. So to protect privacy and also because I'm still not sure what's going to happen with this. I can tell you it's not my bio parents. I will tell you that much. (laughs) Um, Someone did reach out and we talked for like an hour and a half last night and it was really great. And this individual demonstrated just a significant amount of growth and healing. And I was really, really proud of this person. So we are exploring the possibility of rebuilding a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I am willing to admit when I'm wrong. (laughs) And I, I remember uh, when we did that episode, I was talking to my therapist about it. And I think I said in the episode, like, oh, life's long. We'll see what happens. And I told her about that. And she was like, yeah, just um, don't ever put yourself in a box with Mm -hmm. that stuff. And I was like, okay, thinking I would never need to access that memory (laughs) file. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, life is weird. And Mm -hmm. someone reached out and it was actually really healthy and kind of great. So we'll see. I don't know what's going to fully happen with all of this, but 
Yeah. There, there's your like teaser tidbit. I can't really, I'm not going to tell you anything else right now, but <laughs> I stand corrected. I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, me too. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and you'll do your thing and we'll see how that plays out. And if there's something that is safe to report back and with that individual's awareness and mm-hmm. consent, then we'll report back. Okay. Well, let's just dive into this then. Okay. So. Anything else on that? <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. Just really kind of preemptively traumatized <laughs> about what we're going to talk about. Uh, there's some good stuff in here. So, number Wait, one. good as in awful? No, and no. good podcast content? Or, like, good as in you agree with it? Oh, good answer as this, in awful. Okay, okay. I was going to say, answer this question <laughs> I'm like everybody else. You're like a good train wreck. So... Plus, okay. I thoroughly enjoy being like, really? So... All right. Number one, a husband needs a wife who respects him as a man. Is that different than respecting a husband as like a human being, like basic dignity and respect? Like, do I need to worship your chromosomes? Like, how does that work? I don't know. You tell me. I feel like contextually, <laughs> it's well, probably a not superior. a human. Yes, yes. it's probably very So it specific. needs to say, um, which being translated means respect him as a superior. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. So, subtitled with, a man wants to prove his manliness. Okay. That's kind of Yeah, prove your manliness, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) This is the fun part here is, how does a wife destroy her husband's manliness? (laughs) Manliness, sorry. I love how women can destroy (laughs) that. This is like, jump straight into it. We're like, you're not a man anymore. (laughs) Oh, it gets better. (laughs) So... There's several parts to how a wife can destroy her husband's manliness. All right, listen up, ladies. And w- so when I went and checked on the IBLP website, because you can still buy this book. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it's written for the wife to read and then, oh, you know, vice versa for, oh, okay. you know, oh, yes. the women or the the seven basic needs of, of a wife, wife is yeah. for guys to read. So Great. Uh, how does a wife destroy her husband's manliness? Number one, by expecting him to know what protection you need. What the fuck does that even mean? (laughs) Your physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional protection. And it says, tell your husband how he can protect you. I I don't have words right now, which is abnormal. (laughs) Well, we're going to keep going. Okay. 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 Uh, That one's pretty self-explanatory. A little uh, shocking. Um so part two, <laughs> how does a wife destroy her ma- husband's manliness by being financially independent? <laughs> There's a lot of women who are in trouble right now. I am financially independent of you. Are you not a man anymore? <laughs> it gets better. Love is killed by self sufficiency. (laughs) (laughs) And whoever controls the money controls the leadership. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, since I enjoy doing taxes because I'm weird and I file our taxes, does that mean I am the boss of you now? Because I like. Only if you controlled our bank account. But. But or made all I the money. I kind of did. <laughs> like you're, I I invited you to join my account because of military stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you're my dependent. I have stripped you of your manliness, Kyle. I know. I'm so emasculated over here. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, it says center your work and your ministry in your home. Fuck that. <laughs> Well, that's how you don't be a burden to your husband, Amanda. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we need to say anything else about that okay, one. It's pretty okay. horrible. Okay. How does a wife destroy her husband's manliness? Part three. By greater loyalty to outside leadership. What? Such as the pastor and church leaders, men and women Bible teachers, relatives and friends. What about Bill Gothard? Because everyone was more loyal to him than their own husbands. I mean, that seems like a 
So uh, is he like just the the unlisted caveat? <laughs> isn't every isn't he the caveat to everything? Yes, he is. Well, I will tell all of my mentors they're fired, Kyle, if that will make you feel better. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Ask your husband your spiritual questions. <laughs> you hate when I do that. <laughs> you like you're the one who went to Bible college. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I that's true. Most of them I'm like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's it's so bad. Okay, what's next? <laughs> How does a wife destroy her husband's manliness? Part four. By resisting his decisions in your spirit. <laughs> I'm really not sure what okay, that one means. I think I know what that one okay, means. Okay, I was okay. hoping you were going to so translate for like, me. Okay, so what the cult means by that is, like, let's say you... Um, like a hypothetical, definitely person I was married to before, mm-hmm. um, was like, I'm just going to up and join the military, even though you said you didn't want to do that right now. And I'm going to move us across the country. Mm-hmm. That was his decision as a man, mm-hmm. as a husband. And if I had had anything like in my thoughts or feelings or words or actions, or most importantly, attitudes that resisted his leadership. I was a bad wife. So you couldn't have an opposing opinion. No, no, <laughs> okay. no submission, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess the next two uh, sub bullet points make sense. A wife's spirit controls her husband's ambitions. What? <laughs> and reviewing past failure destroys a husband's self-worth. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's definitely never debrief anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> Learn how to wisely appeal to your husband. Oh my god. <laughs> the appeal. Oh jeez, that was such a big thing in the cult. <laughs> Appealing to authority when you mm-hmm. disagree. You need to have a wise appeal. But your heart has to be in the right place. Yeah, you can't, you, you like, can't disagree in the first it. place. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a good one. How does a wife destroy her husband's manliness? Part 5? Part 5. Oh, Lord. We're still destroying me. <laughs> By resisting his physical affection. <laughs> well, okay, wait. I'm laughing because, like, <laughs> our marriage dynamic is, like, very physically affectionate. But also, comma, I shouldn't laugh because that's basically, like, marital rape. Mm-hmm. That, like, the cult didn't believe yeah. that rape is a thing in marriage. Right. And uh, listeners, for the record... Rape exists within marriage. It is a legal thing now. So it's not funny, but also, like, if you actually like each other and have an equitable physical relationship, then. <laughs> yes. Contextually, is funny because of how horrible this is and how that's the rhetoric. Yeah. In, in the cult. So this, this is subtitled with. This is the unspoken crushing of a man's spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if I ever tell you I'm too tired to sleep with you, Kyle, is I going to crush your spirit? So much. <laughs> I feel like it's usually the other way around, but okay. <laughs> and a wife's godliness is a powerful guard against her husband's abuse of her. The fuck? And this is reference. I'm going to swear a lot, people. And sorry. this is reference with 1 Peter 3. Do I want to know? Which says, likewise, ye wives. And I'm reading this in the King, King James, James because obviously <laughs> that's what must. the cult used. So I decided I was going to pull King James references and I'm never going to have said ye and that, thy and, thee and, thou. and thou and all that kind of stuff. So this will, I'm going to tongue twist a lot tonight. So First Peter 3, 1. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands that... If any obey not the word, they also may, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives. Okay, I grew up reading King James. I don't know what that says. I I forget. Like I've also blocked my ability to it. Like somehow, turn that around. Somehow they got a wife's godliness is a powerful guard against her husband's abuse of her from that verse. Okay, so now we have to protect ourselves from our husbands 
with our godliness while telling him how to protect us. Well, you, but you have to be in subjection. Oh, yeah, because we can't forget the subjugation. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. What else, Kyle? <laughs> how does a wife destroy her husband's manliness? Part six. By taking matters into your own hands. Okay, I'll just never take initiative again. <laughs> when a wife intrudes into one responsibility, her oh, husband often surrenders other responsibilities as well. Oh, man, I remember <laughs> this. Oh, my gosh. It was like, are you upset at your husband because you have too much to do around the house? Well, it's because you've taken it all into your own hands. And now you have kicked him out of that aspect of like being your partner or some bullshit. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I think it gets into this more. Uh, there's another part that says a wife may avoid temporary consequences, but cause ultimate destruction. Destruction. <laughs> when that's got the tag for Proverbs 14, 1. Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. <laughs> uh, so you can see like... Uh, there's just like the tiniest, like you have to like really twist it to get from. Like, a what to B. does it say before and after that? You have no context <laughs> from that. No, uh. and some of these I did go back and try to like read the the scripture that was before it, mm -hmm. and I was just like, "There's nothing here. Like this is so out of context." Mm -hmm. um, Cherry but I mean, picking. that's what people do, and I'm I, I'm doing it right now. But it's because it literally is only referencing one verse. And so I'm I'm pulling the one verse when when they reference it. So so that's all of number one. The the first, first basic the first need basic needs of a husband is a don't husband. emasculate him by being alive. <laughs> Pretty okay, much okay. <laughs> so the second basic need of a husband is a husband needs a wife who accepts him as a leader and believes in his God given responsibilities. God given. Mm-hmm. It says, what are the basic needs of a leader? So we've oh, moved. Oh, so now we're... We've okay. moved. <laughs> okay, so now we're... It's just everything. Yep. Okay. Reassurance that his authority comes from God. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wait. And then there's a whole bunch of, like, I'm biblical... I'm just supposed to walk up to you every morning and be like, Kyle, my husband, mm -hmm. your authority over me comes from God. Yep. Just to remind you of that today. It would really help. <laughs> And then there's a bunch of scripture that's after this. Husbands are commanded to govern their wives, Genesis 3.16. Wives are commanded to submit to their husbands. It's got a bunch of scripture oh, references. Oh, I'm sure there are like 15 for that one. Yeah. I mean, they got three. <sighs> a wife's submission qualifies her husband for church leadership. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. <laughs> you can't be a church leader unless your wife is submissive. Uh, the headship of the husband is illustrated in Christ and the church. Oh, okay. Reassure your husband that he is your God-given leader, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to start using these. <laughs> It'll make you laugh. <laughs> no, you know what I'm going to do? Every morning I'm going to walk gonna up to me and me. be like... Kyle, I just need to remind you, it is, you know, Monday, February, whatever. Your authority comes from God. <laughs> You'll get so sick of that. So <laughs> I'll never get sick of that. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the next basic need of a leader, confidence that God is working through him. God works through a man's decisions, good or bad. Oh, you can you can mess up as a man and God's still working through your decisions. Okay. Yeah. okay. Bad decisions reveal his needs and allow the wife to appeal and demonstrate godly character. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a whole rabbit hole you're gonna go we could go down on that one about uh -huh. godly character uh -huh. in the uh -huh. wife. Uh -huh. The more a wife trusts her husband, the more careful he will be in giving her direction. 
I, I did not see that play out in that way growing up in a cult where this was the, you know, preferred methodology for life. So far, there's a lot of blind trust as <laughs> yep. a requirement. I'm yep. curious to see if it changes or not. I, I, but, but not just like blind trust, but like praise and affirmation. Yes. Not for even doing anything, just for being a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets better. Oh, no. <laughs> when your husband makes a bad decision... Explain how God is using it to benefit your spiritual life. (laughs) (laughs) This is so bad. This is like brainwashing. It's horrible. (laughs) The next basic need of a leader. (laughs) Loyalty when mistakes are made and pressures increase. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. So like actually... I, this is hysterical because as someone who was a leader in our nation's military, I'm thinking about all my leadership training from that and from my master's degree, which is in leadership. And like, <laughs> none of this applies. So like leaders, leaders need like truth and accountability and humility and not people walking up to them like, praise you, leader. But Amanda, loyalty can only be demonstrated in adversity. Oh, that's right. Oh, shit. And a husband's trust in his wife is often misinterpreted as taking her for granted. (laughs) This is conditioning, Kyle. This is so bad. Never ask others for counsel without your husband's approval. That's how you hide abuse. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It's so... This is horrible. It's so hysterically bad. It's, it's, it's terrible. So this is what <gasps> they were teaching young girls and women in the cult. Yes. We'll just keep going. It's not... I don't think it's going to get better. Uh, the next basic need of a leader, praise for any qualities of a church leader. And then there's a whole list of like praise again as someone who's actually studied and experienced roles of leadership. This is not, this is never, this is horrible. This is narcissistic leadership. It's terrible. Well, it's just forcing you to submit. That's all it is. This is tyranny. So yeah, it's it's got praise for any qualities of a church leader, and then it's got like 15 different qualities. Then we're supposed to go praise the man for that. Yes. Okay, so do you need praise lists (laughs) for me every day now, too? (laughs) Let your husband hear you praise him to others. So you not only have to do it to me, Amanda, you okay. must praise other people Should like, I in post front it on of face? me. Oh, we could do that this week. <laughs> I could just put praise lists of you on, on the podcast oh, social sh- media. <laughs> Please do. Please do. <laughs> then, Wait, how appropriate do they have to be? <laughs> uh, modesty is one of the qualities, oh, Amanda. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> the next basic need of a leader is encouragement not to give up God-given goals. A man is a man when he fulfills God's given responsibility. Which is world domination, apparently. (laughs) Expect the birth, death, and fulfillment of visions. I'm going to have visions, man. (laughs) I don't know how much drugs are involved in this, but I'm going to have visions. Encourage your husband to verbalize his deepest wishes. Okay. So that you can then... Not give up on my God-given goals. (laughs) (laughs) The next basic need of a leader, patience during times of pressure. What the fuck? No, (laughs) as a leader, you are supposed to... Shh, I'm under pressure. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. You're supposed to empower people when they're under pressure, not expect them to cater to you when you, as the leader, are having a hard time. Oh my God, okay. A man's goals often involve long-range achievements. Oh. And a wife's needs usually involve immediate projects. <laughs> Is this like house projects? Because I could believe that. <laughs> and you know what that's saying? It's saying that men are like these yeah, visionary leaders with needy. the strategic, you know, the, the strategic plan. And women are like, but I need you to... Help me with the children tonight. Mm-hmm. 
It's not good. Yeah. How many men do you know with a five-year plan? And then how many women do you know with like a tabulated color-coded spreadsheet for life? That is pretty stereotypical. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) The next basic need of a leader, enthusiasm for his achievements, of course. (laughs) If if we served in the military together, when you listen to this podcast, can you please back me up on how completely <laughs> absurd this entire list is? Thank you. Oh. Rejection of a husband's achievements is rejection of him. He's fragile. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> sharing his excitement is more important than sharing his work. Don't help. Just be excited. Review the benefits which his leadership has already provided. <laughs> Here's the the last need of a leader. Of a leader. That's right. Attentiveness when he is talking. <laughs> Look at your husband admiringly when he talks to others and inspires their respect. So when I'm talking to people, I need you to stand there like glowing at me (laughs) so they know that I have some credibility. (laughs) Couldn't be what I'm saying that grants me credibility. It's you like gazing at me. Okay. Oh, Oh, (laughs) So that wraps up our basic needs of a leader. Which is only the second basic need of a husband. It's only the second basic need of a husband. So Y'all the, are some needy bitches. <laughs> the third basic need of a husband okay. is a husband needs a wife who will continue to develop inward and outward beauty. Oh, <laughs> I, I notice outward and continue. Are, have you ever like, I mean, it's so obvious, but also I feel like Bill just sat around with like pictures of women's feet and thought about what he wanted the world around him to look like and then wrote instructions to make it. So like he basically just enabled his own abuse through his teachings. I know that's very obvious, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's worth saying. Mm-hmm. He just wrote what he wanted women to do and then made everyone teach their wives and children how to enable Bill's abuse of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they subtitle this with Ephesians 5. How can you become more of the wife of your husband's dreams? (laughs) Number one, hair. (laughs) Symbol of being under authority, according to 1 Corinthians 11.10. Remember the thing I just said about how Bill wrote this to make the life he wanted and enable his abuse of others? Refer to episode three, Gothard Girls, for why. Hair Hair is so important. Hair is given for a covering, 1 oh. Corinthians eleven fifteen. Okay. Hair is a basis for spiritual protection. Never wanted to shave my head more. <laughs> Another Corinthians uh, quote there. Hair is a woman's glory, and mm. hairstyle must reflect the husband's wishes, which, if you can believe, <laughs> was stated in Ephesians 5, 24. <laughs> oh, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Did I write that one down? Oh, yes. Ephesians 5.24, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their their own husbands in everything. Oh, especially hair. That's how we got, like, you need to do your hair to make your husband happy from that. So since it says everything, Everything. you can just apply to whatever. And in this case, it's hair. The next thing you do, extra time. Is this still to develop inward and outward beauty? Yes. To continue. Developing inward and outward beauty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Extra time and effort, expression of reverence. Oh, I'm getting ready. Discover and conform to your husband's real wishes. I don't know what that means. I do. <laughs> what does that <laughs> That's mean? sexual. Oh, okay. <laughs> Encourage him to learn principles of hairstyling. What? Oh. So he can tell you how to Yes, what will style best your suit your features. And explain your hairstyle. <laughs> explain your hairstyle to others on the basis of submission to authority. 
I really want to know what like the matrix is for this of like if your hairstyle is this, you're this type of submissive. Or if your I hairstyle is this people way, question it, then you must state that it is a submission to your oh, husband. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So on top of hair being one way, oh, oh. dress is another way. Oh, I'm sure dress, it is. Symbol of husband's taste, standards, and provisions. Modesty is always in style, Amanda. <laughs> Wife should dress to please husband, and dress should draw attention to her countenance. Uh, uh, as, yes, what as is one the does. countenance? <laughs> that was remember. It's like shoulders up because the rest of you doesn't exist except your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're Bill. Only if you're Bill with his foot fetish. The next way is care of clothes, symbol of greatness or gratefulness. Cleanliness is part of godliness and clean and mended clothes allow flexibility. How how does that relate to gratitude? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just reading the paper here. Okay. Well, I just figured as a man, you you should, you know, be able to explain this to me as a leader. Uh, Oh, wait, no, you don't do anything (laughs) except sit around and be worshipped as a leader. I forgot. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Also, make sure you eliminate unused clothes from your wardrobe. Oh, yeah. For some reason, that was thrown in there at the end. Okay. I don't. Yep. I, I don't know. The home, symbol of husband's wisdom, provision, and protection. But he doesn't know how to protect you. And how the fuck does a home demonstrate wisdom? I don't know. This is this is one thing that's supposed to the and wife is supposed to do to continue to develop inward and outward beauty. So I have no idea how Okay. okay maybe because it reflects good on the husband if the home is taken care of. I mean, it means he has a great little minion in line following him around, <laughs> praising his attributes and telling him how his fuck-ups have benefited her spiritual growth. A man's <laughs> message is deter- determined by what happens in his home, First Timothy 3-4. Oh. Convictions and character are formed in the home, oh. and a wife's spirit sets the atmosphere in the home. Okay. It's all up to you, Amanda. <laughs> I feel like our dog sets the atmosphere in our home, but okay. <laughs> Here's your action items. Keep the home free of clutter. Mm. Train the children to be neat and clean. As one does. Provide good music throughout the day. <laughs> <laughs> Get that Alexa working overtime. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Wisely appeal for needed home repairs. <laughs> Wisely appeal, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. It's going to spiral for a second. Oh, no. It's been in a spiral this whole time, but continue. Wait. (laughs) Symbol of husband's leadership and self-control. What? God is concerned about overeating and overweight. Proverbs 23, 21. Physical or spiritual causes can produce overweight. Weight control requires consistent conformity to God's principles of living, and fat cells don't go away once formed. Like, I don't know how, like, it seems like there's such, like, random things that he just, like, throws into the end here, Mm -hmm. on top of it just being asinine to begin with. Mm -hmm. Let God and your husband know you care about your weight, which was very evident in the rampant eating disorders in the cult. Dedicate your body as a living sacrifice to God. Romans 12, 1. <laughs> Pray that God's body will honor his reputation. Work on achievable goals together. Identify and remove hindrances to weight control, such as bitterness. <laughs> wrong foods, wrong meal times, and medical problems. But bitterness. <laughs> but bitterness was number one on the list. As per usual. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on from weight, the symbol of a husband's leadership and self-control. Because, God, that's... I just... To a meek and quiet spirit. Question their definition The basis of a wife's beauty. Oh, meek and quiet spirit. (laughs) First Mm -hmm. Peter 3, 1 through 7. Uh, Yep. Meekness is yielding rights. (laughs) What rights? (laughs) I don't know, Amanda. A quiet spirit is conquering fear and worry. Uh-huh. 
separate your rights from your responsibilities, <laughs> yield your rights and expectations to God, and visualize how godly character can result from disappointments. <laughs> okay. Have a meek and quiet spirit. Okay. It's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Up next is poise, symbol uh, of a husband's training. What? <laughs> Basis of poise is contentment, 1 Timothy 6 6. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you say a husband's training, and I'm like thinking of those horrible images and videos of women in like finishing school from the 1950s balancing books on their head and someone like poking a rod between their shoulders to make them stand up straight. Well, that might be it. <sighs> Basis of contentment is self acceptance. Mm, but you can't accept yourself because you're probably bitter. <laughs> and that's, you know, wreaking havoc on your outward beauty. Mm-hmm. Be well-groomed so you can concentrate on others. <laughs> I guess if you're not well-groomed, you can't concentrate on other Apparently people? Apparently you can't. Selflessness is only tied to having a manicure. And for some reason, they threw under poise, they have learned to communicate Acceptance, encouragement, kindness, interest, understanding, and godly standards. Again, another like random thing thrown at the well, bottom. You have to like, follow your husband around praising him for existing. So <laughs> I guess you do need some communication skills. <laughs> Basic needs of a husband, number four. Oh, we're only on four. Okay. A husband needs a wife who can lovingly appeal to him when he is going beyond his limitations and wisely respond to those who question his ideas, goals, or motives. And then it, just, it tells you what to do here, Amanda, because you couldn't possibly think for yourself. No. So what words, actions, or decisions should you appeal? Oh, okay. Yeah, because, again, we have no autonomy or say in our lives So mm-hmm. as women, so we have to like wisely ask the men in a... Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> Learn the principles of appealing to God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is Matthew 18 about to make an appearance? Ooh. Um, we do have some Matthew. Must be in right standing with God. Oh, yes. Matthew seven twenty one. Mm-hmm. Must use right basis for appeal. His reputation, his goals, his authority. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. What? Must have right timing. <sighs> James 4, 3. Never. Must convey right attitudes. Always. Matthew 6.15. are so important. And must use right wording. I mean, basically be perfect. And you have to start with, first of all, like you're you're an absolutely perfect specimen of a male. <laughs> John 4.24. This is so bad. I'm like, I'm running out of emotional energy. <laughs> be sure you are Christian. As one does. Totally dedicate your life to God's will. Don't condone any sin in your life and be willing to sacrifice for the request you make. I don't know what that word means. Um, I have a guess, but continue. Words, actions, and decisions you should appeal. Apply these same principles in appealing to your husband's... Oh, appealing to your husband. A husband's authority is defined and limited by God's word. So if you, as a wife, think your husband has gone outside of his God-given authority, which is, you know, basically everything, then you have to make sure you're in good standing with God and use the right words in the right time while praising him and puffing up his ego so that he will hear you when you gently suggest that maybe possibly he's, you know, outside of his purview. But Mm -hmm. he also has a purview over everything, so I'm confused. (laughs) Okay. A husband's authority is defined and limited by God's word. Exercise headship in the family. Love his wife as Christ loved the church. Teach his children godly wisdom. Support wife's discipline of the children. This one's good. Honor wife as weaker vessel and heirs together. Oh, yeah. Which apparently is in 1 Peter 3 7. Make an appearance, the weaker vessel. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Provide physical affection. It's, oh, really? It's commanded in First oh. Corinthians seven five. Okay. And observe times of physical separation. Oh, that's the whole menstrual cycle thing. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to look that one up. <laughs> a wife's spirit can overcome a husband's resistance. Well, okay, yeah. So what the women were told was you just have to pray and 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 pray. No matter how abusive or awful your husband is, you just you just pray. Is that also like saying that if you question him, like you have the chance or the power to like over, like change his mind and that's not okay? Mm. A wife's spirit can overcome her husband's resistance? It's saying that if your husband is like <gasps> in the wrong, which could never happen, and you approach it in the way that Bill Gothard hath laid out in his wisdom, amen, then it might overcome your husband's resistance to change in a positive direction. Okay. <sighs> it just gets better. <laughs> Ask your husband to define your responsibilities. Oh, <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Explain your needs and fears without condemning him. Uh-huh. And after appealing, focus on the positive benefits, whatever happens. <laughs> this is just abuse. It's this like it's not even abuse. like hidden. Like you say <laughs> submit yourself and then like no matter what, like focus on the positive. I have no words. Make sure your attitudes are consistently right. Mm. Attitudes must demonstrate genuine love. Attitudes must demonstrate loyalty. And attitudes must demonstrate a servant's heart. Uh, I mean, of course. All with uh, verses attached to them. And long hair. <laughs> Only if I tell you to. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Ask your husband to tell you when you have a resistant spirit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ask forgiveness whenever this happens. Oh. But your husband doesn't have to apologize for his resistant spirit, which you can apparently overcome with your godly spirit. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Help others to understand your husband's perspective. Do you realize that this is all worded in a way to, like, be the referee between your husband's stupidity and abuse and, mm -hmm. like, the rest of the world? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's okay. just like blindly follow. And, and well, this submit. is what I, uh, unfortunately, this is what I did with my ex husband. I just like hid all of the horrible stuff he did to protect him from mm -hmm. everyone else's like accountability. Well, that's basically. what your family did. Oh, well, there's also that. Build appreciation for your husband's motives, even if his ideas are wrong. Great. <laughs> Explain your husband's actions on the basis of his convictions. Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't appease reaction by discrediting your husband. Can't do that. No. He's God, remember? <laughs> There's some examples in the Bible listed after that with verses. Dispel a backbiting tongue by silence. Well, you're already being meek and quiet, <laughs> so that should be easy. Learn insights from godly women in scripture. Yeah, because you can't seek counsel anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some examples there with scripture. Um, a husband... Oh, this is a basic need number five. Now. Oh, okay. A husband needs quality time to be alone with himself and with the Lord. You know how <laughs> that's interpreted, right? Mm, like, Enlighten me. Okay, so what that means is when your husband gets home from work... Even though he has impregnated you a million times and you have borne him 18 children, mm -hmm. like your husband needs a break. Yeah. So you had better make sure that dinner is quietly and calmly ready at his preferred time and the children are kept out of his way and quiet. Like you don't get a break, mm -hmm. even though you just wrangled 18 kids all day. Mm -hmm. No, he, he needs a break. Okay. Poor little baby. <laughs> God made man to have fellowship with him first. Hmm. Adam walked with God before his wife was created. Mm -hmm. Isaac mm -hmm. meditated in the field before his wife was provided. Mm. And a man's success is based on seeking after God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Admire men who seek after God and share questions and, de and decisions that require your husband to seek the Lord. 
<laughs> I wish you guys could see the look on her face right now. She's definitely getting tired of this. <laughs> Bullet number two under a man needs quality time to be alone with himself and the Lord is the richer a man's fellowship is with God, the sweeter a man's fellowship will be with his wife. Is that so? Apparently. Okay. It says it right here. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, when was Bill Gothard ever <laughs> No. <laughs> it's written down. It's got to be true. When a man is out of fellowship with God, he will be out of fellowship with his wife and children. And somehow it went from point one and skipped point two. And we're now on point three, which is a man's love for God is reflected in his love for scripture. Mm. <laughs> Tell your husband how pleased you are when you see him spending time with the Lord. Sorry, hon. I've got two kids in each arm and I'm making dinner and I'm trying to do the dishes, but you're doing great on the couch over there. How is your Bible study going? Dinner's on fire. There's three kids hanging from the, the chandelier. And someone's outside bleeding, but I hope your Bible study's going well. <laughs> Every man needs his own Bethel. The fuck? <laughs> I don't remember this story, so I don't know how funny it is. Beth a Bethel is a pri- oh, a Bethel is a private meeting place with God, mm-hmm. according to Genesis 31:3. And a Bethel can be a little room indoors or a quiet place outdoors, according to Matthew 6. Oh, so now the man needs his own space. Yes. Oh, okay. I hope you can yell that far. (laughs) I want to hear those compliments coming. (laughs) Encourage your husband to find a private place in which to meet God. (laughs) Oh, my God. You don't matter, Amanda. That's right. I forgot. How how could I? A man's desire to be alone is not a rejection of his wife. Oh, is it now? No, it's just your problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Times <laughs> alone allow a husband to regain a bigger perspective. Oh. I got to focus on the big picture. Oh, that, you know, that's right. Discussions with other men sharpen his thinking. I mean, who doesn't need a good circle jerk from time to time? <laughs> Again, there's like... There's truth in here, but at the same time, like, looking at the big picture, think there's something else going on. Increase your prayers for your husband when he is alone with the Lord. Because there isn't enough going on that we're holding down without him. Never mind the fire in the kitchen. Increase your prayers for your husband when he's alone out there. Every- peace and solitude <laughs> of his private space. I just need some vessel. goddamn peace and quiet. <laughs> Every man must bear his own burden. <laughs> <laughs> but we must praise him for doing so, right? I'm sure it's coming. Man was made to work best under pressure, which is leadership. <laughs> I don't think that was in the earlier section, but it's what it says. Okay, okay. Lessons he learns can be shared with wife and children. Oh, he can. So there's a potential for you to learn. <laughs> <laughs> and heavy be- heavy burdens should be shared. Oh, should they now? Because we're not caring enough over here. Like, just the whole fucking way to the home. So but okay. it's titled, Every Man Must Bear His Own Burden. But heavy burdens can be shared. I mean, I mean, why not? She doesn't have anything else to do. <laughs> Appeal to husband to share burdens that affect his spirit over long periods of time, Amanda. Oh, okay. That's your job. Okay. <laughs> and don't assume you caused his burden. Wait, don't assume you Don't caused- assume you caused his burden or are responsible to remove it. That's like the only thing in here that has made sense so far. Continue. <laughs> Well, that was the end of the page, so maybe there's a catch at the end. (laughs) Nope. We are on to basic needs of a husband. Number six. Hmm. A husband needs a wife who is grateful for all he has done and is doing for her. (laughs) What is he doing? Because all I know... He's burdening you with a lot of work. (laughs) 
follow him around praising him. We defend his stupidity to everyone. We don't talk about anything to anyone. You dress how I want you to dress. Yeah, yeah you I mean, wear yeah. Wear your hair the way I want you to wear it. Yeah. You got to look at me all oogly googly eyes. That's and, also part of mm-hmm, the deal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You got to defend me even when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But but what what are we doing here? Oh, <laughs> but we're being grateful for all he's done. <laughs> and is doing for you. Oh. Here's the basic aspects of gratefulness, Amanda. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Giving all your expectations to God. What expectations? expectations destroy gratefulness. Oh, do they now? <laughs> gratefulness is the basis of happiness. A happy wife is a crown to her husband. An unhappy wife is a public rebuke to him. Uh-huh. You better be happy. It makes me look bad if you're not. Uh-huh. Men are attracted to grateful women. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> A husband may try to decrease his wife's expectations by giving her less. (laughs) What was he giving her to be given? A lot of work. (laughs) Expect nothing. This is going to end well. Expect nothing and be genuinely grateful for each little evidence of your husband's love. I just like how it starts with expect nothing. (laughs) Expect nothing of your husband, but be genuinely grateful for each little evidence of his love. (laughs) I can't believe it. Oh my God. (laughs) Your husband gave Dobby a sock. (laughs) No, that would set him free. We can't do that. That's true. That's true. My bad. The next basic aspect of gratefulness is learning contentment with godliness. Why not? The next one is listing what your husband is doing for you in order of their importance to him. (laughs) (laughs) What is it with the lists? A wife's priorities are usually different from her husband's. And a husband's priorities usually involve activities and expenditures to build his reputation and to provide security. (laughs) Help your husband gain scriptural self-acceptance, Amanda. (laughs) Next up on learning. (laughs) Next up for the basic aspects of gratefulness. Uh Listing what your husband has wisely not done. (laughs) Okay, more lists. Okay. (laughs) A wife often overlooks the mistakes and failures her husband has avoided. Mm. And specific praise increases a man's self-image. Praise your husband. Here it comes. Praise your husband for any achievement in areas where you want him to excel. Okay, so he's a puppy. I hope you're learning so much tonight. (laughs) Reinforce the the not shitting in the house. Got it. (laughs) Seeing how all things work together for good. Oh, don't they always? God promises that all things will work together for good. Tribulation can produce the character of Christ in us. And for godly character, we must love God and and purpose to do his will. At least the husband wasn't involved in any of that. Mm. Memorize the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Visualize how the struggles and joys of your marriage are helping you achieve these qualities. Mm-hmm. We have finally made it to basic need number seven. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. It's a good one. A husband needs a wife who will be praised by other people for her character and her good works. Mm. Let your light so shine. We are unique people. (laughs) I don't know. That's what it says. Supposed to be like uplifting or something, Amanda. Okay. Okay. Her spiritual leaders should praise her. You're not praising me enough, then, Kyle. Where's my list? (laughs) 
Her spiritual leaders should praise her for knowing them and their needs, oh, for her for wisdom and discretion, for her love for her husband and children, mm. for her submission and obedience to her husband, Obviously. for her high morals, mm. and for her home management. Mm-hmm. There's all scripture to back this up. There's lots of it. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> it's written down right here. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, this is real bad. (laughs) Number two, her children should praise her. Oh, I'm sure it's going to quote Proverbs 31. For her virtue, godly influence on others. Proverbs 31, 10. Mm -hmm. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. (laughs) That whole section, (laughs) it's got in quotes, rise up and call her blessed. For her harmony with her husband. Oh, we're in harmony now. Oh, that must be from all the good music I play all day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. For her diligence, thriftiness, and wise home management. Mm. For her alertness and skill in meeting her children's needs. Mm. And for her wisdom and kindness. Mm. All of them out of Proverbs 31. I mean, obviously. I have to read that one. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. (laughs) Her government leaders should praise her. The fuck? (laughs) I don't know. For her prayers for them and for her good works. You should get some recognition from the local government, Amanda. (laughs) Okay. We'd be sadly disappointed if not... Her neighbors should praise her. I mean, obviously. For her generosity to the poor and needy. It is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've got some First Timothy in here. For hospitality to visitors. Uh, Yeah. And for relieving the afflicted. Mm. Her church should praise her. Mm. For submitting to her husband and thus not blaspheming God's word. I would love to see a church hand out plaques for that. <laughs> you got an award. Everybody gets a gold star today. Obedient wife this year for her practical care of the saints, mm. for her faithfulness to her marriage vows, mm. and for her ability to teach younger women the same horrible <laughs> ideas. Women who can't talk to you about what's going on in their lives without their husband's permission. (sighs) We've got a special cautions section. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I didn't see this before. Oh, no. So a wife's good works should demonstrate her husband's sincere motives, giving to needs without expectation of reward. A wife should not try to resolve husband's problems with good works without his consent. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because she has so much spare time to do that, to resolve his issues. (laughs) Yes. Is that all? That's the seven basic needs. That's it. It's simple. So simple. (laughs) (laughs) Just severe oppression, blindly following... Uh, don't say anything, do a lot of work, and make sure you give me plenty of compliments. In lists. In lists. Prioritize well, according to you. The lists are for your own Oh, sake. To, to share with the world. Well, it's for you to, like, to Remember think Remember why on. you're, yes. you know, not a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally gonna make lists and post them on social media. <laughs> well, you're supposed to, Amanda. It's I know. written down I'm right so, here. I know. Bill Gothard said so. He did. Oh, this is so bad. It is it is horrible. I didn't I mean I I went through and looked at this. I pulled some of the Bible verses from this stuff and all of it's a stretch. All of it's twisting it around. It's I mean I know we're laughing at the theories here that I'm sure are horribly taken out of context and were probably written with better intent than Wait. In the Bible. It was oh, written with better oh. intent than what's I don't know. portrayed here. I don't fully buy Some of that, it. But. Like, I know some of this is like Old Testament stuff, or all of it might be. I don't remember all of the no, books of the Timothy Bible. Is New Testament. Thessalonians. So it's... Yeah, you've got a good split of Old and New Testament yeah. there. 
that's a lot. Like there was just, it didn't stop. It no. was just, all of it was bad. That's really bad. Like in all seriousness, I'm so glad you're you <laughs> and not like that. And I'm so glad I don't believe in that stuff anymore. And I'm so glad I'm no longer in a relationship with those dynamics. Mm-hmm. And I really like you. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much of it that is just like, no matter what, follow, mm-hmm. submit, be grateful for nothing. <laughs> if you're not getting anything, well, be grateful when you do. Expect nothing and be genuinely grateful for each little evidence of your husband's love. That's so abusive and toxic and unhealthy and just sad. I feel like that one pretty much sums up like the whole thing is just like yeah. the principle there is like, you're not going to get anything, but like, be grateful for what you get. Mm-hmm. And I've lived that and mm-hmm. it's horrible. Well, thanks for, I was going to say thanks for being a good person, but like you should be. So I'm not going to thank you for that. I'm going to thank me for growing and not being with someone who's evil <laughs> or I'm going to thank me for growing and not being with someone who's like this anymore. I mean, I think that's a testament to how far you've come and where you came from. Like, if this is what you're being told as a small girl mm-hmm. or even a young woman mm-hmm. or even a woman, like, or through Maybe the like whole in process. Marriage counseling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you go to, yeah, this is your marriage counseling. Real, like, real story. <laughs> read this book. I'm sure, like, I would imagine that those two books. And they are books are required reading in like marriage counseling. I would guess. I mean, we don't know that for a fact, or I don't know that for a fact, but Mm, like, sounds right. It seems like it would be. And when I was Googling this, I found references to this book on like church websites. Run away, run away. This made it farther. We got a message or the cult week from a listener who um, grew up in like the independent fundamental Baptist Mm -hmm. denomination. And that listener said that they, that the pastor used a lot of Bill Gothard stuff. So I guess you didn't even, to your point, you didn't even have to be in the cult to be subjected to this kind of nonsense. If, if some pastor somewhere, some man, <laughs> someone well, with a power I, trip, yeah. like men are going to like this. This is great for men. This I is s- awesome. I saw another copy of this and it wasn't as verbose, but the seven basic needs were the same. It was rebranded under a different, different pastor. And I don't remember his name, but it like, it was the same Wonderful. document and Wonderful. posted at a different church. And it was like his interpretation of it. And then I saw, like a um a women's like a a women's bible group kind of website like it was a lady that was publishing like how to be a good christian wife oh, no. and like she had the these referenced on there oh i think i know who that is she's super controversial online and like non weird culty mm-hmm. instagram will repost her stuff like what is this yeah <laughs> do people actually believe this and it's What's really sad is you were reading that to me and I was like cracking cracking up because it's it's so hysterically funny when you know it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny that someone would think that's even okay to say or teach. And the sad thing is there are so many people out there still who would be so offended, you know, that we're laughing at it because it's God's truth and it's the right way and it's, you know, yeah. the godly thing. And I'm I'm just heartbroken for everyone who is still stuck in that ideology because this is this is abuse. This is toxic. This is unhealthy. This is unloving. Like this is unacceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's being touted as the best way. Yeah. The right way. The godly way. I mean the the I- I saw it referenced on that website and it was just like, Oh, so-and-so lady has been happily married for 30, whatever years, you know, she's attributing that to this book by, or the, you know, the seven basic needs 
for husband and wife and saying like that's a, that was a contributing factor to her longing successful marriage. Hmm. Stockholm syndrome is also real. So <laughs> yeah. I take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt. I mean, we're reading it in the context of like knowing where this came from, mm-hmm. but I'd be curious to like, just hand this to some random person at like Walmart and be like, what do you think of this? Like, would they <laughs> laugh or they like, or would they be like, this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like most people be like, what the hell is this? Like, Uh it's just that bad. It's so bad. It's that bad that, like, I think any random person would just call bullshit on it. Like, I hope so. Well, thank you for doing the research on that so that I didn't have to. (sighs) I am now totally zapped. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to need a break before, like a couple days before we even look at the seven basic needs of a wife. <laughs> I haven't looked at, well, I did. I Maybe saw, I'll make you research that one too. <laughs> I saw it. I, I'll do it. It's fine. It's, you can teach me the basic <laughs> needs of a wife. Wait, no, that's for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the book for the man. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want <laughs> But let's, let's do that next. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Cult I Left Behind. Until next time, don't join a cult. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe, and we will catch you on the next episode.